Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, yo, what up? It's Thursday. Got a good podcast coming for you on Chris Sims Unbuttoned. Hope everybody enjoyed Tuesday's pod. You know, Travis Kelsey, Eric Weddle thought they were great conversations. Today, we got some heavy hitters. We got Tony Romo, Jerry Rice, Joe Theismann. Uh, I had great interviews with all three of these guys. Unique personalities, NFL legends, and all have an interesting perspective on the game in general. Uh, Want to remind everybody out there before we get to the Tony Romo interview. Hey, starting on Monday, I'm back on Pro Football Talk Live. We'll be back on our normal schedule. Me and Florio, I'll be Monday through Thursday. He'll probably have Big Cat on Friday to cheat on me with. So he'll be there. Hey, everybody pay attention to Peter King's, uh, Peter King's training camp tour. It's special. He gets more information and inside knowledge than just about any writer in the history of media. So check that out on NBC Sports Digital. He's making his rounds through training camps and going to have some cool interviews, as we know. And the other thing I'm going to plug for my homie, Mike Florio, the PFTPM podcast. Uh, Mike's always, I don't know what his schedule is. It's kind of just... I mean, whatever he wants to do, whatever the PM, whatever the posse, PFT posse wants, he bows to them. But I really want to start it off. Tony Romo is the first guy up today. Uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks, the guy who stole my father's job. What a freaking jerk. I'm joking, of course. I say that because I know I can joke with Tony Romo, and I do that usually every time I see him, and we have a few laughs about it. But Tony Romo, one of the best announcers in the sport, and really enjoyed, uh, thought I was going to walk one hole with him, just like I did with Aaron Rodgers. He asked me to be a part of a second hole, which was really cool. So without further ado, here is Tony Romo. He was truly 2009 season, Denver Broncos. Dallas comes to town. And this is where my respect level for Tony Romo went to a whole nother level because he made plays in the game, again, where I value quarterback play, where... There was nothing there. Our defense had shut them down. But his physical talents and ability and just feel for the game, he made plays on offense. And I'm telling you, he made some of the damnedest plays I ever saw sitting on the sideline of that game to keep them in it and ultimately give them a chance to win. We ended up winning really late in the game. But that's when I went. Tony Romo is a victim of his own greatness. He was the quarterback of teams that should have been 5-11 and 11 and 6-10. But since he was good, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. And here he is. Oh. Speak of the devil. 
It's NBC. Oh, it is, okay. Yep. Yeah, it's me, Big Mouth Chris Sims. Yeah. I'm here. What's up, guys? You ready? Good? Everything's good. How you doing? I'm good. I was just talking to the camera. I was just going like the 2009 Broncos Cowboys game. Yeah. You made hey, some plays in that game. You're welcome, bud. That, that was when my respect level for you went to another level. <laughs> but that was when I said, I, I was just telling the camera, you were a victim of your own greatness. Because I feel like you were the quarterback of a team that was really. Five and eleven some years, but you were the the clutchest quarterback in football for five years straight, and you went eight and eight, and they go, "Oh, Tony Robo can't make the playoffs." They used to drive me crazy. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, you're the fucking man. <laughs> Other than your back, so that's the first thing I'm gonna go do. You know the yeah. I mean, so you you gotta do back stuff before you do a bunch of exercises before you come out here. Oh yeah, I mean, you know when you have two back surgeries, if you're playing golf, yeah, you're, you're playing with fire. Right. <clears throat> every time you play, so it's no different than football or anything. It's like you want to activate. Get everything going. Get everything going. But right. there's so much inflammation and stuff when you practice like I do in the sport yeah. each day that you have to kind of get that back down and then you start your normal other stuff. But it's, if I you want to play, you got to do it. I can't do it. It's every day. I mean, it's, just, it's a life-changing thing. Where do you feel it? Do you feel like... Everywhere mostly. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I get it in my front. Like oh, yeah. I feel like from years of twisting and throwing, it's exactly I get in that hip there. The twisting, uh, that, yeah. that whole part of it. So football, same. You know, when we're throwing, that's what made it tough. You had to, you know. I wish I'd have known back then what I know now, because right. I think that would have helped extend your career a little, yeah, a little bit. You know, yeah. in that regard. So, right. you know, but you live and you learn. That's how you. Their experiences, you figure stuff out. I guess. Yeah. Do you have to take it back a little? Like you, is it, you, you like gauge your swing a little bit more with the back, like when it's feeling like today? Oh yeah, I'm swinging. Yeah. Swinging. This is like. Yeah, eighty percent. There's, there's no actual speed to anything. Yeah. Like that's just keeping it. You know, so you're not gonna do anything silly. Start term starts tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, back to football. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like you learn almost as you play. You know, right. the more you play, the more experience you have. Yeah. Then you study yourself. Yep. Opponents. I mean, how a defensive coordinator. You know, in pressure situations, yeah, what's what his go-to? You know, right. it's like all yeah. these things. Yeah. And I think just in my career as I got older, you almost were like, you almost knew what your own tendencies were right. and what other people's were. Right. And you just started to almost understand those situations got so much easier. When you're young, you try to help everybody out. Right. I can't take a sack. You can't have a turnover. You, yeah. can't, have the, you right. can't do all these things. Right, right. And then when you get older, you're like, no, actually, I can take a sack. Yeah. yeah. You just don't give them the ball. Right. And I get four downs instead yeah. of three now. Right, right. And right. so then weirdly, it's like, it became almost like you'd almost be like, okay, we're down 10, eight minutes to go. I know what it's like when you have the league as a quarterback. Yeah. It's a lot harder to it throw it it's, in there. You're right. And move the chain. You lose your guts. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we can. Yeah. You just get there and you go play, and then all of a sudden you look up and you score twice in the last eight minutes. And it just felt easier because of the knowledge you almost gained um, throughout your career. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean this tonight. What is your overall thought of your career? I mean, you had a great career. I'm not saying anything like that. But when you just look back at it, you know, what, what is going to be your overview of your career? Because I, I, like I said, I think you're you're one of the most talented quarterbacks of the era, and you get unfairly criticized because your team didn't go to the Super Bowl and do things like that. Yeah. Does I, that eat away at you? Do you well, are I you think, able to keep the perspective of the situation, really? Yeah, I can. I do believe, though, that... I get asked this a few times, you know, ever since I've been retired, and there's two things that come to my mind. Right. One, I mean, it kills you if you didn't win a Super Bowl. 
Yeah. And that's what you're... Right. You fight every single day. Yeah. Appreciate you. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, are you kidding me? How, how lucky am I? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you really look at life in general. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's hard because you didn't get the ultimate goal. Right. But it's not woe is me, you know? Yeah. I didn't get dealt a bad hand. I hear you. You know, you fight, you do everything you can. You get it done or you yeah. couldn't. But you can sleep at night knowing you gave it. And deeper than that, it's like, I got three healthy boys. Yeah, life's good. I'm, I'm just not a guy who should ever, <laughs> I should never be complaining about I got a raw deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I that you. would seem pretty. I hear you. I, I'm the same way. Silly. I lost my spleen, it fuck, fucked up my yeah. career, but yeah. I do, I keep it in perspective. It's, I was very fortunate my whole life. It's true. You guys right. don't know this, but Chris could spin it. <laughs> spin it. I could still remember preseason, I can't even remember what it was, 04, 05. What year was that when you first made your start? Was that 05 or 06? First start? Yeah. Uh, preseason year? Well, no, it wasn't a preseason year, but I can't, it was the year you ended up 06. being 06. So yep. it might have been the 06 preseason. I remember Gruden coming in, and he had just gotten off the phone with somebody in Dallas, but he was like, oh, let's, let's throw on some cowboy film. I'm telling you, this Tony Rome was going to be the starting quarterback. And we watched <laughs> you the first, you started a preseason game. It was against Seattle. Yeah, it was Seattle. And you went right down the field, and I was like, holy shit, this Tony Rome guy's pretty good. And that's when I first learned about you and kind of really became a fan of you ever since. I appreciate you saying You know, so in that game, that Seattle preseason, you know, when you're not a first-round pick or the first pick of the draft, you're only afforded so many opportunities. Yes, right. Bill Parcells is having me start in a preseason game and yeah. not game four at home. Right. You know, it was game two, I think. Yeah, right. Which is a big one. Yeah. And so when I go into that game, I'm like, okay, here you go. And I remember I went back and watched the tape one time. I mean, it was like back shoulder. I mean, it was just like slant and tight just, windows. Yeah, I know. and it was just like slide move, boom. And it was like you just let your instincts and all the stuff you did, repetition, take over. Yeah. But when I look back, I'm like, that's a poor decision. That's a poor, but it worked. <laughs> got away. Got away with it. But you need you need some stuff to go your way. All right, do your thing. I'm gonna get you on the next tee box. Okay. Just for a little longer. I mean, what I really want to get into you with. Hold on a second. All right. I gotta do my job and interview this guy for a second, but I'll get you. All right, all right. I'll get everybody a sec, guys. I gotta do this interview real quick. I'll get everybody, I mean, I'll get everybody over here. I think it's like amazing. One, because you know I'm a fan of you as a player. Now, two, you stole my dad's job, <laughs> and you're doing awesome at it. Like awesome. And I mean that in a joking way, but it's it's it's, it's awesome. Like. What is your study habits like? You've impressed everybody with your predictions of plays. I know you live the game kind of like I do. Yeah. I mean, just, I think, yeah, I think yeah, the go. easiest way is I just wait and see what you say and I try and copy it. Right. So it makes it work. <laughs> you mean you're watching me? Oh, yeah, you're great. Oh, you're thanks, great man. Job. Go ahead. All right. I think for everyone out there, you should know Chris knows his stuff. That's for sure. Thanks, man. And he studies the game and not everybody knows, you know, no one knows everything, but. Chris is way up there in football, I can tell you that. Thanks, dude. You got man. it. I mean, uh, you enjoying it, though? I enjoy it. And... You know, it's like you do something your whole life, you're passionate about it, you get to know it. Right. You feel like you've you've put a lot of pieces of the puzzle together, yeah. so it's kind of like it's like just enjoyable that you get to be a part of it still. Because when you're done in football, it, sometimes you're just gone, you, you move on with the next phase of your right, life. But right. I think it's special that you get to kind of still stay in the game. Yeah. And, Relationships, yeah. get to see behind the curtain a few teams. And I love just the X's nose aspect of the game. I know you do. The quarterbacking and the special nuance that certain guys, you know, can do. Not just the special play and making a guy miss necessarily. Right. The, why a guy would change a protection. Yeah. 
or why the system never could, but now it has evolved. Yeah. Probably the quarterback influence, you know, yeah. just millions of little things like that that are pretty cool. Do your producers tell you to stop guessing at any time? Like, if you guess one wrong, because I announced a few games, and I know, you know, if you guess one wrong, yeah. go, oh, Sam, be, be careful. Like, oh, be careful about it. Well, that, the so. funny part was, like, I don't feel like uh, I'm not trying to guess, and I'm not trying to, like, yeah, it's, yeah. predict. I'm literally just saying what I think. Right, you see a formation, yeah. you're like, I mean, I've seen them do this so many it's times. Like an it's got to be this. Yeah, you I know what I mean? It's I an it. algorithm of years right. of, I mean, there's, I tried to, like, someone asked me, well, exactly what do you think? I'm, I'm like, I mean, there's 40 things that go through your mind and like, as a quarterback when you're walking the line of scrimmage that, you know, then... Nice swing. Cuneo! That uh, you're just doing, like, permutations so quickly, like, you're just... It just kind of come spits out of your mouth, you know? You're just like, boom, boom. oh, got a heads up for this. Blah, blah. Yeah, right. It's not... It's reacting like I almost think you're on the field. You're yeah. just like, oh, I know this formation. I've seen them do it before. I know what they like to do out of it. And, and then you go to the deeper level, you're going to be like, all right, the mannerisms of the opponents, um, the personalities of the coaches, yeah. the personalities of the coordinators, situational football, uh, you know, all those things kind of a split, the alignment. I mean, you're trying to just, you know, wider three technique. I mean, all these things help you like go, and then you try and put them all together. And yeah. That's football. And that's, yeah. That's why you're trying to beat people, and that's why guys who know more stuff have advantages. Is it me, or do you know more? I feel like you're better at calling the Patriots plays than anybody. <laughs> Actually, they're, I did in the championship you're game. Amazing. Honestly, that was that was a fun one to call, but sometimes they're tough though because they they keep the teams so off. They keep teams so off balance. Sometimes they're harder than yeah, you think. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it depends. There's certain games, certain times where I'm like, yeah, they're yeah, certain situations. Like when they got in the goal line, you were all over it. All right, so last thing, and yeah. I'll let you alone. Yeah. Doing a little thing like anonymous locker room stories, right? Yeah. I've been telling on the podcast just crazy things that go on, giving people a view behind the curtain, right? Don't <laughs> have to use names if you don't want to. So don't want to alienate anybody. But like I always tell a story. I mean, I got a lot, but whether I was, you know, Warren Sapp's rookie Hayes or Jabbar Gaffney and Wesley Woodyard getting in a fight in the locker room, one of them dumped soup on the other because the <laughs> other one kept doing pranks of throwing soap on the guy as he got out of the shower, you know what I mean? Oh, my gosh, yeah. So those are great ones. Any, anything come to your mind that you just through the years where you went, oh, my God, I cannot believe that happened? I mean, there's a million. The ones that stand out would be usually, well, I, we can use names. In this. So Larry Allen was our... Offensive lineman, right. legend for the Dallas Cowboys. Right, Hall of Famer. Yeah, one of the greatest guards in the history. Yep. Well, me and Witten are rookies, and he kind of takes it upon to have us get him for the road trips his crown. So uh, crown, crown royal. Crown royal, okay. So <laughs> on the trip, he'd be like, Yo, Witt, Rome, you got my crown this week? And we're like, Well, he didn't know he wanted it, but now we do. <laughs> And you know you have like 30 minutes to go home, get your stuff, yes. put a suit on, get, get to the back airplane, to the airport, right. and you got to pick up the cross. Right. So right. we started just stocking it for the rest of the year. Well, then he started saying, "Hey, I need dip." Oh, that's what Two I had to do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then he got you. And then one day, he's like, "Hey, we go get my car and pull it around." And I go in there, <laughs> and it's like this Lamborghini. And how the hell does he fit in there? Yeah, that's he's a big guy. Right. Well, he's in this. I think it's like a Lamborghini. I'm pretty sure. I get in there. Yeah. And I swear, there's dip. He spits on the floor. Oh my god. Of his car. 
nasty ass O-line. And I'm telling you, O-line. Yes. They can be gross. They can be a little bit. Yeah. You love them though, because yeah. they're, they're yeah. tough guys. And you know, it's still to this day, I'm like, man, I should have had Wick go get that car. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I can't even picture Larry Allen in a freaking Lamborghini or Ferrari or anything like that. Yeah. It's, Hey, uh, I always appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Thanks Win the game. damn tournament, all right? Pressure's yeah. on. Yeah, okay? we'll be all right. All right. <laughs> It'll be fun. You're the man. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Big thanks to Tony Romo. That's my man. Uh, Tony Romo, uh, I mean, I don't know. You guys have probably heard me say this. I can't say it enough. I mean, first of all, he's an NFL legend. He'll probably never get in the Hall of Fame you know, because he didn't win enough playoff games and didn't go to the Super Bowl. And I get that. Okay, I understand that conversation. But Tony Romo, uh, I mean, listen, he's an NFL legend in my book and really a victim of his own greatness, a little bit like LeBron James taking some bad Cavalier teams to the finals, which are ultimately going to be used against him and teams are going to people are going to go, oh, well, he lost all these final appearances when the real context of the situation is. LeBron James brought teams to the finals that nobody maybe in the history of basketball could have brought to the finals. And yes, that sets you up to fail against teams that are great. Now one player is going to beat them. Well, I say that because Tony Romo, a little like that himself, was a part of some Dallas Cowboy teams that were 5-11, and 6-10, 4-12 type teams. But because he was so clutch, one of the clutchest quarterbacks in football for about six-year period, in fact, the clutchest, go and look that up, but because he was so clutch and so great and pulled off some of the most damnedest plays I ever saw, he misled us because of his greatness, a little like we see with Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, the team goes 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven or 7-9, seven and nine and we go, oh, man, Tony Romo can't get his team to the playoffs, can't win a Super Bowl. When the reality of the situation is those teams are 4-12, and 5-11 type football teams. But because Tony Romo was so good, so great at times, and really just so clutch in some big situations, they won football games. And then when they fell short of the playoffs or lost in the wild card or whatever it was, we oh, how did the Dallas Cowboys lose? Well, I know it's the Dallas Cowboys and they have the star in their helmet, but some of those teams just weren't that good. And Romo, Romo himself made us believe that they were special. Now, next, we got a guy, okay, that made me cry a whole lot when I was little. Damn Jerry Rice. That's right. Had a lot of fun with him. Jerry is always cool with me. Uh, and I brought up some good times, some bad times, asked him about some crazy locker room things that went on. But uh, Jerry Rice, I mean, come on, the GOAT. And that's where it all started. And we get a, into that, into the conversation a little bit, the GOAT and where it came from. So here you go, Jerry Rice on the golf range. Uh, he's out there on the driving range. Me and him, he took a break to take some time with me. Here is Jerry Rice. Oh, looky what we have here. Wow. Sir Godness. Wow. Yeah. What are you goat? wowing about? Yeah. What are you talking about? You're, like, first off, like, you're the original goat. Are you kind of like annoyed that people have like kind of capitalized off that? Because I truly heard goat with John Gruden, okay? He comes into yeah. a meeting. I'm playing quarterback one day for him, right? And he goes, I just got off the, uh, the phone with Jerry Rice. And, he's, and he, he said, hey, this is the GOAT. And I was like, what the hell does the GOAT mean? And he goes, greatest of all time. And he gushed about it. It was the first time I ever heard the word GOAT with anybody. Well, and now everybody steals it. Well, the thing about Chucky. Yeah. Chucky started that. He started it? Yeah, he started the okay. GOAT. You okay. Know, the greatest of all time. Right. And, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that. You know, we're going to open up a, a GOAT fraternity. 
Okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know, but not only just with athletes, it can be with, you know, whatever field you in. Right. You like announcers, a, me. Yeah, you can be an announcer. Yeah. You're, you're right. a goat, goat, man. You're a goat. You see what I'm saying? He's a goat. 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 So it could be a nurse, it can be a doctor, it could be a fireman. So the goat fraternity. Yes. That's that's it. It's a special fraternity. Yeah, it's real special, man. And you know, I, I was very fortunate to play with so many great players. Yeah. You know, guys who uh, helped me to break so many records. And you know, football is all about team. Yep. That's the most important thing. No doubt. There's no I in team, right? Right, right. So, you know, you win championships, uh, you know, with your teammates and stuff like that. And I played with some of the best. I know you did. I know. Yeah. And too many people try to put it on one guy. First yeah. off, like, there's a few things we got to talk about. Shoe game. Yeah. What? That's goatness right there, yeah, okay? That's Michael Jordan. What? And you always look good, play good. I know you, I've heard you say that I, before. That's it, man. You got it. Right. The, the thing is, appearance is everything. Yes. The way you look. I'm with you. That's and top buttons. See what I'm saying? Top buttons. Top see, buttons. See, see, see all this? Yeah. This is goatness this right is, here. Yes. This is goatness. Yes. I don't know about He's me, but him. He's a goat. <laughs> but you know, it's all about that, man. Yeah. Appearance, you know, when I used to lay my uniform out, it had to fit a certain way. And, uh, you know, if you're a CEO, you're not gonna go into a, big a meeting, you know, thinking with a tank top on. Right, right. You're gonna look professional, and that's something that I did throughout my career. So you lay it out, okay, I'm actually, out. and lay it out, and so then when you put it on, did you always give yourself a look in the mirror? I mean, even you I did, to. and I wasn't you, you so. You got to. Right, and did you make adjustments from there? Oh, Ooh, I don't course. like this that day, or? Of course, because yeah. my, my trainers they knew that i would try on probably about five pair of pants right so they would sit there they would bet you know which pair i was going to pick right so the pants had to fit a certain way had to have a, a brand new pair of socks okay brand new pair of shoes right the helmet had to be nice and shiny and clean yeah the jersey had to fit a certain way right it had to be tapered because you know i work real hard for this i want to show i this know off. I, you, you know, should I, show it off. I hear you all right other thing is i like the tap i didn't know i don't think i've ever noticed all these on you because I think every time I, I see you, you have long sleeves on. I have always had tattoos. You have you? Yeah. Damn. I've always had tattoos. That's you. That's kind of cool right there. And the thing about tattoos yeah. is you get a chance to express yourself. It's not for everybody, right. but you know, it's I got a few. I got kids' initials. Yeah, so, yeah, I got long yeah. horns on my leg. I got yeah. a few things. Yeah, I, I remember my mom when I first tried to get, you know, these little loops right here. Right. She was like, boy, you better take those out of your ears <laughs> and stuff like that. But you know, it's just something that I like doing and I decided to get tatted up a little bit. So goat? goat right there. I love it. Right there. That's awesome. But I'm not the only goat. There's a lot of goats out there. No, there is, but I, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Let's let's be serious. It's yeah. you, Brady, Montana, maybe LeBron. I mean, it's not. It's a short list. Yeah. Um, okay. Growing up, you made me cry a lot. You know that? Why? Because I mean, you were the fucking receiver for the 49ers, and you always were beating the Giants. I mean, you were annoying. I didn't like playing the Giants. I know. You know, my first memory of you is what? 1986 divisional playoff game. Slant route, you're going no, to the no, house, no, no, see, no. and he so, fumbled. Nobody like, touched him. Hey, <laughs> it was a great dive. Just like a giant. Just like a giant. And I, out of everything I have accomplished throughout my career, yeah. he's gonna bring up that play. Yes. But you know, on that play, man, that taught me a lesson. Yeah. To always protect the ball, and and I, I was wearing long sleeves on that day, and I never make excuses for yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I should have held on to that ball. Well, you were flying. Because after that, then uh, you know the Giants they got game that momentum turned. Yeah. in the game just turned right yeah but okay so you got us back though i mean 1988 17 what was it 13 is 17 13 yeah. late in the game the go route down the sideline yeah yeah the, yeah that pissed me off you you know you, you had a desperation right one, you yeah. probably cost the sims family think, a lot of I think, money i think it was my on dad. collins it was on collins it was because and then the safety hit him hill 48 yeah, yeah. but my, th my my thing throughout my career it was all about finishing yeah 
And you know, you get a chance to to practice that two minute drill, or you get the hail mary, uh, you know, late during the game or late during practice and stuff like that. And I prided myself on making that play. Right. And Joe, you know, he looked the safety off and he came back to me, put the ball in an ideal position. I made the catch and, uh, and ran it to the end zone. It's, it's yeah. all, you scarred me forever there, okay? Uh, well, sorry about that. All right, yeah. last one, because I know you got yeah. things to do. All right, we're doing a little thing called anonymous locker room stories, okay? okay. You don't have to get away. I've heard stories about Charles Haley in your locker room, but I won't even bring them up, all right? <laughs> oh, no, okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We can't, we can't talk. We can't even talk about that. that. It's podcast material. We could yeah, do it. Yeah. But, like, you know, I had, I've told some stories on the pod and things about guys fighting in the locker room. Yeah. But, you know, just funny stories. Anything that pops into your mind over your long career where you just go, you don't have to sell anybody out. No names. Okay, I got one. one or you thing. can bring the name out. I, we don't I, care. I got one thing. I, I was obsessed with my uniform. But there was one guy that really just tripped me out, and it was Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders had these boxers right. that he would lay down on the floor. Boxers? Yeah, and they had dollar signs on them. <laughs> so he would. This is this is a routine. He would come in, uh, you know, put his boxers down, do whatever, go shower, do whatever, and he came back. He put the boxers on. They had dollar signs on. Them. <laughs> and he would. That was prime time. That was him every that was day. Him. That was him every ball game. Um, unbelievable. He wore yeah. bo- I couldn't wear boxers underneath my uniform. That would just be weird. I, all I know is this dude could run with the wind. Oh, I know that. I mean, one, yeah. of, one of the best defensive backs and you know that, that played the game, had everything really developed into right. a great defensive back. Yeah. Because when he first came out, he was just known for his speed. But then he worked on his technique, and he got better. And uh, yeah, it was always a challenge for me I, when I went up against him. I would have loved to just come out and see practice one-on-one with yeah. you two. The only I mean, thing is, though, I'm not going to put those boxers on with the dollar No, on. don't do that. They'll give you a wedgie no. in a football. I'm just kind of more of a free baller in the uh, football <laughs> no, no, uniform. No, no, okay, no. just to let I'm you know. I'm not even going to go there, but, you <laughs> okay. know. Okay. All right, so last thing, I just because yeah. you sparked it with a Deion Sanders. You got to play against Daryl Green. Yeah. Okay. Who would you say would win in a race between those two? Because I always put them oh in towards the fastest God. guys in the history of the sport, right? They're up in that conversation. Daryl was so fast back in the day. Yeah. God, I would, I would have to say it, it would be close. I know. It would be close, but I would, I would say you go Dion. Dion. Yeah. I would go Dion. Right. I had never seen a guy that, that, that ran the way he did, and he didn't have any high knee action. Right. He ran like a, a straight a rafter, leg. Rafter. Yeah. I, I'd never seen nothing right. like that. Right. But he would cover so much ground and he was so fast. So I had to double move, triple move him coming off the line of scrimmage. Had a tough time with him. Also, Dale Green. Yeah. 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 You're the man. You're the goat, man. You're I don't know. Goat. I'm not, but You're I appreciate goat. you saying it. You're the, You're the original. He's the goat. See ya. <laughs> You're the man. Be good. See ya. Really want to thank the goat, the original goat. As I have been told, like I said in the interview, First time I ever heard the word was in a quarterback meeting with John Gruden, and he had just got off the phone with Jerry Rice. But, man, Jerry Rice, come on, what can you say about the guy? The playing career, uh, everything he did, how long he lasted, the, the high level at which he played at for such a long, long time. And I like razzing him a little bit, you know, about the Giants beating him here and there. And really, the first time I ever really learned of Jerry Rice was 1986 divisional playoff game. Anybody can YouTube that. Go look it up. Jerry Rice catches a slant route. He's going to run for a touchdown, and the Giants are going to be in the hole early against the San Francisco 49ers. And who knows what happens. But... It's one of those freak things. It was a cold day. The ball just squirted out of Jerry Rice's hands without anybody around him. The Giants recovered the fumble. And 
Uh, this time got the best of the 49ers. Ended up winning that game 49 to three. But thanks to Jerry Rice. Thanks for sharing that story with Deion Sanders. I've heard so many stories about Jerry Rice versus Deion Sanders over the years and 49ers practices. And uh, I mean, those are that's the best corner in the history of football, in my opinion. The best wide receiver in the history of football, in my opinion. And I appreciate him letting us in on uh, Deion Sanders' boxer attire with uh, the cash money signs all over it. But thanks to Jerry Rice. Now, next, I got Joe Theismann, okay? Had some fun with Joe Theismann. Learned some things that I never really knew about Joe Theismann. And again, a little like Tony Romo, I want to say this. Joe Theismann, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the history of football. He really is. I don't care what you think about him as a person, his personality. Yeah, okay, sure, he's a little brash. He speaks what's on his mind. I, for one, appreciate that. But... Uh, I think as a football player, he gets overlooked sometimes because of the personality of Joe Theismann. And Joe Theismann, he sheds some knowledge, tells some great stories. We get into the quarterback situation with the Washington Redskins. I followed him on the 18th hole, and at 70 years old, man, Joe Theismann's still looking good. So here you go, everybody out there. Here's Joe Theismann. Without further ado, hope you enjoy it. So, Joe, how old are you, Joe? I don't even mean to be a jerk. I will, turn, uh, I will turn 70 September 9th. Are you kidding me? Yep. Holy yep. crap. You look yeah. good for 70. Thank you. It's a new 40, by the way. It's it a new you 40? Know, people have to understand that. Yeah, no, I'll be, uh, I'll be 70, and my, and my oldest Joe will be 48. Wow. I mean, it's just, you know, walk around and think, I feel like I'm 45. Right. And you have children that are, you know, in their mid-40s. Patrick is 40. Yeah. It's just amazing. Uh, you know, to be able to come here for 27 years and see how this tournament has changed. Right. And, but the, it's, you know, it, to me, it's like the Pro Bowl. When, when we used to go to the Pro Bowl, you met all these great football players and you found out how they got to their right. greatness. Right. And so you take a little bit from somebody, a little bit from somebody, right. and you sort of think, how can I make myself better? Right. And sort of utilize what, what other people have. It's the same thing being here. It's, it's the greatest collection of quote-unquote celebrities from every walk of life, from entertainment, from comedy, from music, from athletics. And everybody here, basically, has been very accomplished at what they do. Sure. And so it just becomes a great, wonderful learning experience. Plus, I mean, You like to compete look, and do this. We're, I'm a competition it. junkie. I know you are. If I you know. and I are lined up right. in our cars right. at a light, yeah. it's on. Yeah, no, I'm it's, with you. It's on. Yeah, and you're, Why cra- not? you're crazy from Jersey, and I am too, so I'm with you there. <laughs> That's right. All, it's part of who we are. It's, all, it's our heritage. It is our heritage. So, uh, What's your dad? Well, wait, your Achilles bothering you, right? I get a is little... It on the bad leg? No, it's on the good leg. It's on the good leg. Yeah, this, it's, a little, it's a little tight, a little sore, but as we play, it's loosening up. I, I put some new shoes on. And uh, I think they're sort of getting used to me and I'm getting used to them, but it, you know, it doesn't hurt now and I'm through basically just the, the orientation period, so it's good. So your bad leg, I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but it's like, you know, it was like kids wanted to come over to my house as a kid uh-huh. because they knew I had the tape of your injury. Oh, you're kidding. I swear. Did you be really? Like, yeah, because it was a Monday night game against dad in 85. Yep. So I, he always taped the games, yep. and I was the type of kid, you know, loving football that liked to put them on. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm going through them, and I, of course, find that game one time, and I tell a few friends in school, and, oh, I want to come on. I've never oh, seen geez, it. Oh, jeez, I know. I've only seen it once. You've only seen it once? On the 20th anniversary, um, I did a, a guy from New York Times came down, wanted to, wanted to talk about it, wanted to look at it, and so I did it, and I saw it, and that's the last time I'll ever see it. Yeah. But I will tell you, that night changed my life because I had achieved so many things 
in the team concept and individually in yeah, sports right. that I really became full of myself. That night humbled me mm. in a big, big way. Yeah. It, sort of, it, it sort of slammed my feet back down to earth because I held football in a very high esteem. It was right. my world. Right. It was everything. Yeah. Uh, I identified with it. It validated me. And all of a sudden it was gone. Now you really have to start over as a human being. Yeah, and this right. is what I share with a lot of people is, right. is that night changed my life and I hope for the good because yeah. now I understand the importance of, of a lot of people around you, of, of being able to give as opposed to take. Yeah. You know, we're not on this earth to take. Yeah, we're no, on this earth I to give. You. And so, you know, I... Uh, I hear, Joe, it, I sometimes think my injury happened for the same kind of reason. And look where you are today. Yeah, you have an right. opportunity to share experience, yeah, love right. the show, love Thanks. what you do, Thanks. love the... Love the and, and to me, the game's all about education. We got somebody hitting. That's why I yeah, stopped my book. Yeah, but it, it's about it's about educating people, you know. And and we have so many different personalities yeah, in the right. game today, and so many venues that are available. It's fun. I, that, I know why coaches don't leave the game of football because right. it keeps them young. Yeah, of course. And I know why a lot of us want to stay around the game because right. you're around the young kids. Yeah, I mean, of course. That's all it is. Because no our doubt. kids grow up. No doubt. And I'm gonna have a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do your golf thing. We'll we'll revisit okay. in a second. Nice shot. That's the one we wanted, right there. Smooth. That's what we wanted. Smooth. I, it's just, a, like I say, it just favoring this thing a little bit. So, That's the big thing. So I've always wanted to ask you this, because I'm a football fan. I almost went to Notre Dame when I was being recruited. I know that. And I get to see you there now. Uh, and I do think you're one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the history of the sport. Oh, I said you. that all the time. I mean, I you want a Super Bowl, you want an MVP. I don't know. Went to another Super Bowl. <laughs> What do you have to do, right? <laughs> what do you, right, right. But I don't know. I, I, I like. I just told this group here, the the the, the females behind the camera here, that you're Thiesman and you right. changed to Thiesman. I didn't. You Notre Dame kind of did, right? Right, right. And I remember them telling me that on my recruiting visit yeah. because they gave me a sheet of like, oh, we're gonna pub you and do these kind of things. So how did that? Come what were up? they gonna change your well, name to? They weren't gonna Symes? change my name, but they were trying to tell me my future. Chris Symes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Seisman. That's right. No, Chris Seisman. No. Actually, Roger Valdeseri, who was the public relations director, called me in the office. He said, how do you pronounce your last name? This was after a really good junior year. Yeah, okay. And before fall started uh, my senior year. He said, how do you pronounce your last name? I said, it's Thiesman. He says, no, Joe, it's Thiesman. I said, no, it's Thiesman. He said, no, Joe, it's Thiesman. I said, well, give me the phone. I called my dad back home. I said, Dad, I got a question for you. He says, what do you want, Joe? I said, Dad, how do you pronounce your last name? And there's like this pause on the phone. He says, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine, but just, you know, tell me out here. I'll explain it later. He said. Our last name is Thiesman. So, okay, fine. So I turned to Roger. I said, Roger, look, my last name's Thiesman. I know. I just got phone my dad. He said, Joe, there's a trophy out there called the Heisman Trophy. He goes, best college football player in the country. We think you have a chance to win that trophy. Right, right. But we're not just going to count on your athletic ability nor the reputation of the University of Notre Dame. We think by just simply changing the pronunciation of your name from Thiesman to Thiesman to rhyme with Heisman, we can help you get that trophy. Yeah, right. And that's how the name Joe Thiesman was created. That's unbelievable. And dad yeah. didn't care like uh, he, when he heard, like he wasn't like, yeah, you're disrespecting our heritage. Actually, the funny part, the funny part is, is my grandma was the matriarch of the family. Right. My grandmother, I called her, I said, Granny, they want to change the pronunciation of our last name. She says, Val, I tell you what. She says, do you know the current pronunciation is actually Tysman? And what they want to do is closer to what we have now. So she was fine so with it. So, it I, got, so I, I got the blessing, so it worked out really that's great. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really cool. That's a great story. I it is. always cool. wondered it. I've never I tell known people that the history. You know, 50 years it's gone by and people are still interested in it. And it's exciting. It's fun. To, to, uh, to share the experience. You know, it was basically a brand created. Yeah, it was. The way you do it. Come on, I mean, I grew up watching you on Sunday Night Football. Thank you. On ESPN. Yeah. I, you know what, just a question for you, yeah. and I listen to you guys. 
I think this could be one of the more exciting years we've had in football. I'm with you. I think there's a. I think there are guys that have to prove themselves. Right. Carson Wentz. I think Jared Goff has to yeah. to prove himself. Right. You've got Kyler Murray going to have to prove himself. Sure. You know, we've got Dwayne Haskins in Washington, hopefully yeah. competing for yeah. an opportunity. I know. And then you you've got uh, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr. I mean, I'm you go through you. the list of quarterbacks. There's the they're the the proven ones, and then there's this other list of okay, who comes out? Right. They've shown some good, but we're not Cam sure. Newton's about in it. there. I, I mean, because I not only are they not only are their teams have some. At yeah, stake. Yeah. There's dollars at stake. No doubt. Big dollars. For I know. Them. I know. I uh, I find myself when I talk on the radio and things like that, people ask me about their teams. I find myself a lot of going. I really like the roster. I mean, it's this is a good division. So I, I'm I'm with you. I think it's gonna be a big. Hey, Aaron Rodgers. Sure. How should we know how awesome he is? He's even have to deal with proven reproving he's himself. To he's either the same year. age or a little older than his head coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is which is gonna be interesting. But you know, it's how do you reinvent yourself? And then you look at the division. Right that we're in from a running back standpoint. You've got Saquon Barkley in New York. Yeah. They, got, they got Howard in Philadelphia. Right. We have um, Adrian and also Darius Geis. And then of course Dallas, they got Zeke. I mean, I know. It's, 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 it's everybody insane. talks about the quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm looking at our division I thinking, hey, it's got to be a running back. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead, do your yeah. shot. Okay. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to okay. one more thing. Okay. Go. Nice, go. get up. Go. Oh. You have to hit the perfect shot. Darn it. Yeah, that's right. Just yeah, you'll show up on Friday. I know you will. Well, it's gamer. You know, it's getting used to all this stuff. Last thing I want to ask you, because I know Patrick. Patrick's here. You got the the family, the granddaughter. All right, the Redskins quarterback situation. I mean, it's intriguing. It is. You know, Case. You know, Case had a great year two years ago up in Minnesota. Yeah. And the thing you the thing you really want to look at is. Can he bounce back? I think we're going to have a, a terrific running support around him. Yep. How well will the offensive line play? We had six guards on IR last year. Right. That's the biggest problem. Right. And then uh, our wide receiving core. We need to find some people who can yeah. step up and be the guy. Yeah. You know, Josh has a great. They didn't. Re, they didn't pick up the fifth year for Josh Doxson, so these, there's incentive there. Right. Uh, you know, Paul Richardson got hurt. Yep. Can he bounce so he back? back. Right. The, uh, you got the young guys out of Terry's right. out of Ohio State and right. North Carolina, Harmon. I mean, we got some. You got some young guys that can play. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah. No, I'm excited to see how that whole quarterback situation. So am I. Because I'm so a Haskins fan. I well, like here's that. I am too. Except the, the only thing that this is the question I have when you have a situation like we have in Washington. Yeah. Jay's greatest challenge is going to be how do you allocate the time to be able to have them practice so that you can evaluate them to get ready for yeah, right. what becomes murderer's row. Right. Open in Philadelphia, Whew. Dallas at home, yeah, Chicago at home, go to New York, and then New England comes in. Yeah, that's unreal. That's our first five. Yeah, that's unreal. That's and scary to throw a rookie into that situation. It is. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And, it's, you know, and, you know, I think Dwayne, he's talented, love the way he throws the ball, throws the ball down the field well, yeah. spins it good. Right. But we all know that this game, you know, it's basically it's 40% the mental part of it, 60% the physical right, part, right? And that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. Haskins wearing seven, the legend. Of yeah, you know, the thing was is uh, Dwayne was. I'd read where he talked about he'd like to wear it, right. so I called him and I said, Hey, look, I I got no problem right. with it. You're going to have so many more things to have to adjust to and deal with. The last thing that we need is anybody constantly asking you about the number, yeah, yeah. what about the number, and all that stuff. Right. And I said, well, I want to put all that out of his mind, let him go on. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see a seven out on the field it again. Will be. Of course, it's much bigger than it was when well, I it's wore gonna it. It's going to be a lot so bigger. Is he going to wear the single bar, He's too? not that stupid. Right? He's a really <laughs> smart kid. I don't think he will, no. I don't think so at all. Thanks for taking the time, man. It's great Always to be love with it. you. As You're you too. You betcha. Thank you. Thanks so much. My man, Joe 
Thiesman, Thiesman, whatever the hell you want to call him. I, I mean, first off, I really appreciated him sharing that story with me. I, I, as anybody knows, I'm a huge sports fan. Always know little details or stories about quarterbacks. I mean, anytime anything's on about NFL football, I sit there and watch it on TV. And I had no knowledge of how the Joe Theismann, Theismann, you know, rhyming with Heisman and Notre Dame came about. So I really appreciate Joe taking some time to explain that story and how it went down in his family. That was pretty funny. And I also want to thank Joe Theismann for having a good sense of humor on, of course, maybe the worst day of his life when his legs split in half. And I had fun telling him I used to be a a big, uh, you know, get my friends over for uh, you know, a, a play date or coming over to have fun. Look at me. I'm a father talking about play dates, but coming over and, and really doing show and tell, showing everybody about Joe Theismann. I had the 1985 Monday night football game. Any of you young kids out there go YouTube. It, it's really gross. Okay. So beware that you're not going to see something that you're going to like to see, but I appreciate Joe Theismann shedding some light, having some laughs about that. And then also, you know, recognizing that he needed to be humbled. And that kind of struck a chord with me, okay, because I, uh, I for one, might have had to I, – I, that's what I look at as my spleen injury at times. I maybe needed to be humbled too. You know, not only did I think I was indestructible on the football field, I was thought I was indestructible off the football field too. And maybe not treating all the loved ones in my life and treating people the way they deserve to be treated – in general, and I know I knew better at the time, and maybe this is the way the karma or the greater powers or whatever it may be wanted to get my back, my ass back on earth, and uh, so I can I can understand what Joe was saying as far as his leg and his injury and the karma of the situation. I know for one, I don't think I was living right uh, at the time I lost my spleen, and and maybe I deserved everything I got for it. Um, so regardless, hey, I hope everybody enjoyed the interviews uh, out there. I mean, big thanks to Joe Theismann, Jerry Rice, Tony Romo, three great dudes, three great legends. One's a goat, okay? So he stands above above the rest of the legends. Hey, remember everybody out there, stay tuned to to Peter King's training camp tour on NBC Sports Digital. Tune in to PFT PM uh, or the PFT PM podcast. Always a great list. And Forio's in a deep dive into certain subjects. And I will be back on air on Pro Football Talk Live this coming Monday, July 29th. And we're going to get back on it. And we'll see. We're going to figure out when we'll go to three podcasts per week. But for now, I know we're going to go Tuesday, Thursday. And as we get closer to the season, I'm sure we'll squeeze in that third. Hope everybody's good out there. I know I'm going to enjoy my last few days of a break. Um, And, hey, everybody enjoy the weekend. Be safe. Have fun. And I'll talk to the homies next week. Peace out. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.